Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Great to see you. Thank God the temperature turned up at least a little bit, eh? Praise the Lord. Oh, my goodness. When your dogs don't even want to go outside, you know it's bad, don't you? Holy mackerel. I'm going to uh, talk a little bit from Luke chapter 1. We've already heard some passages already. We know this story, of course, by heart. But it's always great. It's a great story we never get tired of. I'm reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 37. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month <clears throat> that she was barren. Verse 37, For nothing will be impossible with God. I want to focus on that very last phrase in verse 37 there, for nothing will be impossible with God. I mean, the story as we go over it every Christmas season, it just reeks of impossibilities. How is it possible that a virgin can conceive a child without a human male involved? How is that possible? It's impossible. That's why she was perplexed. She, she knows her biology. She's been to school. She may only be 17 years old. That's what the scholars say how old she was when the angel visited her. Can you imagine such a thing? Unmarried. You, I'm going to have a what? How is this possible? I think we would all ask that question, and it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a question of unbelief. It would be a question of incredulity. How can this possibly be? And then we hear about Elizabeth, who's been barren all this time, never had a child. She's beyond childbearing age. And the angel says, and by the way, your cousin Elizabeth is going to have a baby too. That would be John the Baptist. Even the dad, Zechariah, was freaked out when he heard this. And the angel said, if you can't say anything good, we're going to close your mouth. And he couldn't speak until the child was born. I mean, it was, it's impossible. She's beyond childbearing age. They had given up a long time ago on the possibility of having children. But that which is impossible to men is possible with God. How about the, the angels appearing out of nowhere to the shepherds? I mean, this is not a common occurrence. We don't hear about these things happening all that often. And notice that the angels didn't appear to kings and princes or Hollywood entertainers or presidents. No, no important people, but to the shepherds, to the unlikely people. And the impossibility that the shepherds would hear angels singing in heaven, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. 
It's impossible for God to become a man. This is the insane thing that every season when this comes up, the incarnation to me is one of the most beautiful doctrines in all of the Bible. Because it's, it's totally impossible without God. It's totally impossible. How could God condescend to us to become one of us? For the immortal to become mortal. For the divine to become human. For the unlimited to become limited. How is that possible? And still remain eternal, immortal, and divine. It's, it's impossible for the human mind to try to navigate these truths. Impossible that Simeon would live his entire life waiting for the consolation of Israel and then be able to look at Jesus in his arms and proclaim, now my eyes have seen thy salvation. Impossible for a unnatural star uh, if you do any kind of study on this star that was guiding the Magi in the, in the story, uh, you'll note that the scientists can't locate this star. They don't know exactly what it was. It was a supernatural occurrence, and a lot of commentators think it was just another brilliant angel that was guiding them who maybe just appeared like a star. How about Jesus escaping being butchered by Herod? Impossible. Herod's the king. He's got all the resources there. All he has to do is hunt down this little boy, and then his empire will no longer be threatened. But Jesus, through God's intervention and God's possibility, rescues the child because nothing is impossible for God. Jesus grows up, and you know the story. It's impossible for the lame to walk. It's impossible for the blind to see. It's impossible that a man paralyzed for 38 years would take up his bed and walk. It's impossible for a woman who is to be completely healed of a bleeding issue after her doctors had failed her. It's impossible for a little girl to be raised from the dead and returned to her father. It's impossible for seasick men in a boat to witness Jesus calm the seas and the waves. Yet nothing is impossible for God. It's impossible that there should be, uh, that God would allow himself to be betrayed. Can you imagine that God allowing himself to be betrayed? Do you understand that Jesus, all he had to do was maybe blink once and all the insults and betrayers would turn to ash. This is God they're betraying. It's a miracle that God would allow himself to suffer that that the God-man should suffer and be beaten, that the God-man should be led to a tree that he created, nails that he created, driven into his hands and feet. It's impossible that the sinless one should become sin on our behalf on the cross instead of us. It's impossible that God submitted himself to death, because the penalty for sin is death, so death had to occur on our behalf. It's impossible that Jesus raised from the dead after three days. It's impossible that he appeared alive on earth for 40 days. You know, he hung around for 40 days teaching a seminar on the kingdom of God. 40 days and appeared to 500 people. These are all historic facts. 
but it's impossible. Later, the Father and the Son should send the third person of the Trinity to the earth to reside here forever. Yet nothing is impossible for God. But the most impossible thing in human history, all these impossibilities with God intervening and changing everything, there's one impossible thing in human history that men still think that maybe they have a chance at and don't need God, that maybe they can change, that maybe they can alter themselves somehow and go from being evil to being righteous. If I just, if I just, went, if I just studied enough, if I just gave enough money, if I joined the right church, if I'm with the right group of people, if I said the right words, everything that they think of to try to change their nature. But there's a problem, because the Bible tells us that all of us, all human beings, are dead in their trespasses and sins. Now, we're biologically alive, sure, but we're dead to God. That means you can't respond to God. Dead people don't respond. Dead means dead. Fallen humans cannot save themselves. It is impossible. Yet, Luke 137, nothing is impossible with God. This is what's meant by John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomsoever would believe on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. God in salvation does the impossible. You see, dead people cannot believe they're dead unless God himself gives the dead person a new heart and the ability to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit makes the impossible for the fallen human being possible and a reality, a new heart new birth, new beginning, new outlook, all because of Jesus. Now, you may have come here tonight and said to yourself, it's impossible for me to turn my life around. I've made too many mistakes. I've failed too many times. I'm too old now. It's just not possible for me to change my nature. And you would be correct. You cannot change your nature. The Bible tells us as a leopard can't change its spots, as the Ethiopian can't change the, the color of his skin, so man can't change his nature. But if you call on the God of the impossible tonight, he's still in the miracle working business. Cry out to him and believe and become a believer. Repent and believe by the grace of God. Because if you do not, Revelation 20, verse 15 says, If anyone's name is not found written in the book of life, they will be thrown into the lake of fire. I'm going to close with a line from an old hymn called Seek Ye the Lord. It goes like this. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous man his way. For God will have mercy and he will have mercy and abundantly pardon. 
So before I pray, I pray in a minute here, uh, I will remain up front even after the candles are lit and we celebrate the rest of the evening. I will remain up front here and I would be more than happy to pray with anybody who would like to encounter the God of the impossible tonight and be a miracle. Have a miracle happen in your life. That is, you become a Christian. It's not some club you join. It's the miracle working power of God transforming you from death unto life. That's the gift of Christmas. The gift of the child is behold, he is Christ our Lord, a savior. And our hope is only in him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, if any have heard the call tonight from my words, as feeble as they might be, form of my clay lips, by the power of your spirit, if anyone has heard your call tonight, Father, I pray that you light the fire of God in their souls, that they're transformed even tonight, and that they have the ability then to repent and believe. If that's true, Father, it will be joy unspeakable and full of glory. Merry Christmas, everybody.